Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back taking your garden questions right here on Legends 810 at the following phone number, 303-477-2473. We were talking over the short break about, uh, and this got started with things on Facebook, plants that other people are growing around the world. Not a lot of you, Keith, but I'm beginning to make a, a hate list. Okay. The people are growing things that I would love to grow. Yeah. And they keep teasing me with these pictures. Uh-oh. And I've got a number of people on this hate list already. All right. <laughs> a grad student and, and his husband uh, moved to Portugal. Ooh, I'd love to go there. Now, the, where he is in Portugal, I don't know and probably wouldn't mean much to me, even if I knew what the city was. But uh, uh, it's an area where they can grow everything that we can grow here. Okay. Plus 10,000 other things. <laughs> You know, starting off with avocados, lime, and, and oh, orange trees. All the citrus stuff, yeah. yeah. But it's cold enough, apparently. They can do a whole lot of stuff that that we can grow here. And he's on my hate list. And it's a fairly dry area, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? yeah. And he has a saltwater swimming pool. I've heard of those. That would be I've been in a saltwater swimming pool in Hawaii. The, the swimming pool was right next to the ocean, uh-huh. and, and, and the high tide and a little bit of weather, and huge waves would come up <laughs> and, and land in the swimming pool. Uh-huh. So much so that it's now a saltwater swimming pool. Along with all the saltwater microbes and Oh, yeah, and, and seals. Wildlife. And seals and penguins keep coming in. Just yeah. Like <laughs> sea snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and skates. <laughs> All right. Saltwater crocodiles? Dolphin, dolphins. <laughs> dolphins? Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's All go right, out there and talk to Carol and see what's going on with her today. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, guys. It's so nice to have a sunny, almost warm day, isn't it? Oh, man. Tell me about it. Tomorrow's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. 40 degrees yes. today. But, you know, Kathy Sabin said last night, don't get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) She was was a killer. Well, you know that. You've lived here in Colorado longer than three minutes. Yeah, Kathy Sabin's Uh, on my hate (laughs) list, too. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, please don't put me on it, Jim. Okay. (laughs) If if, if Jim ever buys a drone, I'll let everybody know because then he's dangerous. (laughs) Okay. Well, you don't have my address, so there you go. So, well, you'd have fun with that. So, hey, I have a couple of questions. <clears throat> I was the other day watching squirrels dining on my maple tree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. What, what kind of damage are they going to uh, impart <clears throat> to it? Well, they're, they're chewing the bark and trying to get something off the bark because 
God knows. At 11 degrees, there's not much else to eat. <laughs> and, maple, and maple sap is, you know, they make sh- they make syrup yeah. out of it. So sure. it's a it's a sugar source for them, a source of calories. Yeah, so they strip the bark, and, you know, they that particular branch from that point out is probably going to die. Especially if they take the bark mm-hmm. off all the way around. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing to be done. There's no... Oh, you know, anything. BB gun, 22. Um <laughs> My husband would gladly oblige. <laughs> Garden howitzer. <laughs> 30 odd 8, 30-06, rather, yeah. For, for, for more than that reason, I would love to get rid of them. They torment my dogs. Torment well, them. trap them. That's what I do, especially yeah, tra- when they start them. to develop bad habits, because some squirrels seem to be fairly benign, but other squirrels develop these bad habits, like stripping bark or chewing holes in your patio furniture cushions and things oh, like yes. that. Oh, yes. So when that happens, I, I, I firmly believe that bad squirrels teach good squirrels to go bad. That's right. So <laughs> uh, as soon as I see any bad habits, they get trapped. Okay. Well, they uh, we have donated a cushion, um, patio furniture cushion, to them because they destroyed so much. And so we, we gave them one they could just have, you know, leave <laughs> okay. the others alone. You're enabling That's their more- bad habit. Right. You're an enabler. <laughs> But I don't want to have them ruin my other good cushions. They can have that one they yeah. destroyed. But, yeah. yeah, and guess what so. happens when they're done with that one? Yeah, that's true. That That is true. And they run the fence all the time, and they taunt my, taunt my dogs. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they plant um, whole peanuts in the shell yes. in all of my pots. Uh-huh. And I don't know where they're coming from, who's doing that. Well, someone's habit. feeding them peanuts, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But they're... They're planting in there, and then I thought um, it was some kind of weed, and I pulled it up, and there's a peanut at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But they go into every pot that I and planter that I have. Yeah. So what you need it's to do totally is find out eat. who is feeding them peanuts and go trap them, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay. the Relocate them. Yeah, the people, not the, not the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, think, they think they're helping, but they're really causing harm. I know, that's right. Yeah, I get we get stuff planted. I get peanuts planted. We get walnuts from uh, down the street and around the corner. Uh, they carry them into oh. my yard. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have a walnut Somebody tree. Has and they a plant those. Tree? Uh, pardon? You have a walnut tree? I do have one, but so does my neighbor. Uh, he has an English walnut, which is kind of curious, and they're yeah. still alive. But um, yeah, they get planted does in my it, yard all over the place. Does it produce? Oh yeah, they, they germinate and come up. Yep. Okay. Well, I grew up with walnut trees along the driveway of my home okay. when uh-huh. I was a kid, and it was it was you know my mother used those in walnut cakes and all kinds oh, of was stuff. Was it a black walnut? Under. Yes. It okay. Was a black, it was in the south. It was a black walnut. Okay. But but we must have had eight or ten of them along the driveway. Which one of you There's had to crack the walnuts and get the meat out? Well, I was the youngest, so it wasn't me. Okay. So, because <laughs> it's really hard to do. The, the beet doesn't come out easily on a black walnuts. Well, and then you've got that, that nasty shell on the outside. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. turns everything black. Yeah. Yes. Everything's yeah. black now. <laughs> well, we don't have any walnuts, but we just get, <clears throat> I'm sorry, we just get the peanuts on a very regular basis. And then the birds come over and try to pick them out of my container. So, you know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nature at its not finest. Yeah, you you have a whole ecosystem back there. 
They do. They absolutely do. I have another question about, I use, um, it's, I get it in a bag, it's composted manure, and I put it in, in my flower beds, and it seems to be a wonderful addition to them, but I don't know when is the best time to add that to the gardens. Anytime um, you want to. You can add it in the spring before you plant, <laughs> dig it in. You can use it on top of the ground as a mulch during the summer, and that works itself in. The worms and the rain and watering and that sort of thing works it into the soil for you. You can use it mm-hmm. in the fall after you've dug things up. Uh, and, you know, so pretty much any time you can get into the soil, it's always a great time to add organic matter, whether it's okay. composted manure or compost or, you know, whatever you can get your hands on that's, that's well decomposed. Well, that seems to really do, and what I've done in the past is just added it right a week before I planted, and you know, and then we've dug it in. <clears throat> but I, I was just thinking, I'm sorry, it could add some, you know, it could break down further if it was plant if it was put in there earlier, and do more good. <clears throat> if you think that's, it sounds like you think that's what I should do. Well, you don't you don't have to plant. I mean, I I if I add compost to the soil, especially in my vegetable garden. Uh, or manures, that sort of thing. I, there's no reason you can't do it the same day you plant. As long as it's well decomposed. You don't want anything fresh. Well, no, I buy it in the bag. Yeah. I don't have a composter. Um, so that's, that our, stuff in the bag is ready to go. You don't need to okay. worry about putting it in early. Okay. All right. But would it help to put it in early? Not necessarily. Get more nutrients in the soil? Yeah, okay. It'll break down a little bit more by the time you plant, but... It, it's there. I think you'll be fine. Okay. You said you used it around your plant, like around my roses. Can I use it around them? Yeah. You can <laughs> use it as a, as a mulch on the surface. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to, on established plants, you don't want to dig it in because you're disturbing roots. Right. Well, I was planning on using that, I think you call it gorilla hair. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was planning on adding that around my roses this summer because I'm really tired of the the weeds that I get, especially from the the, uh, the green belt behind us, I mm-hmm, get all kinds mm-hmm. of weeds in, with my roses, and I was and nothing that I've done seems to help to keep them out. So I was hoping that maybe this gorilla hair might be something that might give us fewer weeds. It will help absolutely. And for everybody else out there listening, gorilla hair is a type of mulch that is basically shredded western red cedar, and it's very finely shredded, so it's almost hair-like or stringy. And and then when, once you put it down and water it in, it knits together and it doesn't move uh, it, in the wind or the rain, that sort of thing. So if you were, if you have that kind of a problem, look for gorilla hair. Is there another name for it when I go to the garden center? I don't think so. It's it's pretty well okay. known as gorilla hair, but it yeah. is a type of shredded western <clears throat> red cedar. Okay, okay. Um, is that a mix? Nick's does carry gorilla hair, yes. Okay, all right. I, I just, I really need to go to a garden center. I, I you know, I've had this deficit of, <laughs> of not doing that. <laughs> it's just time after all this snowing, especially cold weather. Yeah. Don't you think we need to go to the garden center? And do I did, you know? absolutely. I did last weekend. I went to Tagawa's because, you know, last weekend Luann was on the phone with us and said that it was the African Violet and Streptocarpus sale last weekend, and it wasn't. It's this well, weekend. It's this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just heard that. <laughs> so I'm going to go okay. again today. 
All right. Sounds like a good plan. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. You're also always so helpful, and I appreciate it. And have a good day. You bet. You too. Thanks for calling, bye. Carol. Oh, bye-bye. Hey, what do you think? Is it time for a tree question? Why not? Oh, uh, let's see what time. Oh, we should give out the phone number first. Because we have open radio, lines. So we okay, have open lines. We don't want that. We want closed lines. And, and you can call and close them. 303-477-2473. That is the phone number for the Garden Wise Guy Show here in Legends 810. So call now. Now, in the meantime, I'm going to talk to just a little bit about um, the, uh, 20, the 8th Annual Tree Diversity Conference. Uh, we're going to have Paniotti Kelly's call up a little bit later and give us much better information, but I'll just give you a synopsis here. This is on Friday the 4th. It starts at 8.30. It's online, so it's one of those webinar Zoom, Zoom kind of things that everybody's doing these days. It runs all day long. Uh, there is a, a price for it. Uh, adults are $45, and then there are other price breakdowns and and Penny, you can go into that if he wants to. But there, there's going to be speakers about trees <clears throat> and how they relate to people and in their in their landscape. Uh, so they'll all be interesting talks. Uh, they won't be um, they won't be scientific. Everybody will be able to understand what the speaker is talking about. Now, in in conjunction with that, we have we are allowed to give away two tickets. One of which we did last week. So if you are interested in participating for getting a free ticket to this annual tree diversity conference why listen to the following question and call up and give us the answer and you'll be the winter not the winter but the winner you'll be our winter winner <laughs> right here on legends a10 here's the question cricket bats no that's that funny sports thing they do in england and india and other parts of the world cricket they use bats. The bats are made of wood. The question is, what tree species provides that wood? I was surprised when I learned this. Is there more than one? Only one that I could find. Only one? Yes. Although they probably have aluminum ones these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carbon fiber. <laughs> so give us a call and tell us what that answer is. It's a pretty, ans pretty easy thing to find, as most questions have answers pretty close at hand anymore yeah you can use that com that handheld computer you carry yeah around. you can use that you can, whatever you know gets you online to get you the answer to that thing i tried to come up with a question that even mr google doesn't know yeah right yeah and that's next to impossible anymore so and, and of course your answer has to has to match mine <laughs> there you go you may find other answers on google <laughs> <coughs> And not only the species of tree, but if you can, I would like to get the subspecies as well. Ooh. Yeah. How about the class and phylum? Yeah, so <laughs> the whole <laughs> breakdown, <laughs> taxonomic breakdown. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, uh, you can give us a common name. Of course, it's a very common name, by the way. But if you could also find the Latin name. And this has the... Uh, uh, the genus, the species, and the and the subspecies. I think that's a requirement. Yeah, let's make that a requirement. You have to do that. So, go now. <laughs> <laughs> and by day thirty, Paniotti will call up and tell you more about this tree conference and uh, give you much more uh, information than I just did.
but then you know that's his job. So that's he yaw. Is it? Yeah. What is his yeah. job? <laughs> well, th- this is one piece of it. Okay. <laughs> he seems to kind of do whatever he I wants know. to. <laughs> if you talk to him, he'll tell you exact that exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough of that. All right, we have to. We have callers. Why don't we go out and let's and go talk to Charlie on line one. Good morning, Charlie. Hi. Uh, yeah, you were talking about I think a scarification or something. Yeah, scarification for uh, for pine tree seed. Uh, not necessary for pine trees. It isn't. No. Yeah. I well, see, my sister's got a place in the mountains, and they got all these pine cones. Uh huh. And I was gonna. Uh, well, I put them in a box, and I knocked out some of the seeds came out. Okay. So do I need to put them outside to make them grow? So it'll it it depends on the species. Uh, let's, let's phrase it this way. You won't hurt anything by sowing them now, let's say, in a pot and putting the pot outside and keeping it moist all went uh, for the rest of the winter until it germinates sometime in the spring. got a lot of them so maybe i ought to put a make a box um wooden box or something you could yep and sew them you know about an inch apart uh-huh. and, and cover them just barely and then uh, moisten the whole thing soak it down with water and then uh you think i should put like a fly screen over the top so the squirrel oh yeah the, yeah you might yeah if if that's a potential problem put the you know a screen or something over it they they t- i don't think they don't need light to germinate oh uh-huh but I, i'm not a hundred percent sure of that so putting you know a screen would work that would allow light to come through if you have some kind of row cover you can put that over it that'll let light come through and keep the squirrels out Chicken wire works. Yeah, chicken wire will work. Oh, that's not the holes are big enough. That the squirrel, I mean, they're small enough so the squirrels. Yeah, a hard, hardware cloth would. Uh, I think that's quarter inch squares. Yeah, that would work. I mean, uh-huh. you get the idea. Anything oh, to keep okay. the squirrels out. And if you put it outside right now, and if you have snow around, pile lots of snow on top of it. Oh, okay. That way, it needs it'll to be kind of cold. Yeah, it, uh, uh, actually not cold, cold, but uh, cool. And if you put enough snow on it, it'll be above freezing because you're going to be right on the ground. And the snow will help keep it moist. And it'll keep it moist while it melts. And then oh, you don't okay. have to go out every couple of days and water it. Oh, yeah, because the snow's keeping it moist. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to get going on i got to get the seeds out of the pine cones. Yeah, do you know what kind of pine it is? Would that be just well, a... Well, some of it's probably uh, Ponderosa. Ponderosa, yeah. Or maybe, maybe Douglas fir. Well, if you can figure out... Uh, well, you can you can go ahead and sow the seeds. You'll still have the cones. And uh, you can find out online which species that is. You could... I mean, you already know it's probably not but uh, three different species. And just type that into the into the uh, the search box. Uh, you know, it could be blue spruce. Just put in blue spruce cones and look at those. And if they look like the ones you have, then that's probably what it is. 
Uh, Mike, I'm curious what you're going to do with all those cones yeah. or all those plants, all those trees you're starting. <laughs> well, I just like to watch them grow. I uh, I got a place that I got an acre of ground, and I my sister brought me some pine trees, uh, some little ones, and I planted them in a uh, where I plant my tomatoes. It's a raised bed. Uh huh. Uh-huh with uh, timbers around it to hold the dirt in. And I got, they're only like about 10 or 12 inches high. Some of them are only 4 inches high, but uh, I just like to grow stuff. Well, good for you. That's great. Uh, So just, uh, I guess, just drill some holes in a piece of plywood, I guess, and then put some sides on it and put some dirt in it. I would use uh, potting soil. Yeah, yeah. Use potting soil, not the dirt you have around your around the house. You mean because it's got too many bugs in it that can yeah the, the, the damp off. Soil something? in general is not a good medium for pots and for starting seeds because of what you just mentioned. There's all kinds of stuff in it already, uh, <coughs> bugs and uh, weed seeds and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you better put sand in it with the potting no, soil, or no, no? No, don't need anything. Just potting soil. Just one. Oh. I, it sounds like one bag of potting soil will do you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll try that out. All right, then. Let us know how that works. Uh, it'll be a couple of months before you see anything. Yeah, before it warms up enough. For yeah. Sprout. All right. Thanks a lot. You bet. Good thanks luck. Thanks for calling, Charlie. Now, try to keep this simple. Now, they don't do this in, on a commercial scale. They don't take their seeds and put them outdoors and put snow over <laughs> They know exactly exactly what's required for that particular species to mm-hmm. germinate the seeds. Yeah. And to care for them immediately after they germinate. Well, it, It's a science anymore. It is because they're into speed. They the are. The faster they can get it yeah. up to sale, up, get it up growing and getting it to sale size... Yeah the better they are. Yeah, and they know when that sale period make. is, yeah. so they start their seeds accordingly. Right. They don't want to start them too early because then the seedlings get too big and then they can't sell them. I mean, there are places that, that specialize just in germinating the seed. Yeah. And then they sell those tiny little germinated plants to, to growers who yep. grow them on. Yep. It's gotten to be very specialized right. out it, there. It really is. It... Uh, you don't want to jump into this unless you know all the steps and you know what to do when it needs exactly. to be done. Exactly. All right, we have to take a little break right now, and uh, we'll come back and take one phone call. And your others could come in, too, right now, 303-477-2473, right here. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, 
clients, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. Advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m., People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Can I interest you in a little bit of elegance today? If so, then Tagawa Gardens is the place for you. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's garden ambassador. Come see beautiful African violets and their cousins, the fairy-like streptocarpus, as the Rocky Mountain African Violet Society and the Rocky Mountain Streptocarpus Council return to Tagawa's for their annual plant sale. That's today only at Tagawa's from 10 until 3. With our recent sub-freezing temperatures, this is a great time to offer a little extra TLC to our backyard birds. Foods like black oil sunflower seeds and suet blocks are excellent for their high fat content. Those extra calories can be a huge help for the birds with so many weeks of cold weather still to come. And don't forget that Tagawas is now accepting applications for dozens of seasonal positions for this spring and summer. If working in a place full of plants and friendly people appeals to you, Download an application from our website, tagawagardens.com. Just fill it out and drop it off at guest services. Come see us at Tagawa's. We are your garden store and so much more. And we are back. We are taking your phone calls uh, when you give us a call at 303-477-2473. Before we do that, I should announce there are no new echinacea or coneflower uh, cultivars that I've noted over the past week, so we're still holding firm at 745. And I also have a note that it, there are seven collections of coneflowers that people were selling. Collections? Collections. And I don't know where those come from. They're probably from the re- rejects. They <laughs> 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 dig them up and, and offer them for sale. I don't know where they come from. I, that's not my, not my job to come up with those so they're unnamed varieties just a and they're all colorful yeah many okay. many colors of flowers within gotcha. these collections but I, i'm expecting more 745 i don't know that we'll make 800 this year that'd be a long way to go 750 for sure but uh beyond that they seem to be slowing down and the numbers that are coming up with hmm i know what could they cross them with this Oh, uh, they're crossing them with um, 
Rebecca's. Yeah. And they're now calling them Ekebecchias. <laughs> Silly. Hey, I, I, I didn't make that up. I just reported. I know. Let's get out to the phones. We've got Judy waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Judy. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Hi, how are you? Excellent. What's going on with you today? Well, I was just very pleased to have Jim as a visitor. I'm staying anonymous where I live, but I appreciated he and Penny oh. coming and seeing our flowers and the manzanita, and it was great. So yeah, we, we called before we came, but you no, weren't there. And yeah. I was up in Broomfield, so okay. I missed you all. But, well, uh, we, we did miss you, but we didn't miss the plants in your front yard. By the way, the, the caller is the owner of the largest manzanita in a in a residence i think in colorado wow well that's amazing because it was a tiny thing when we planted oh, it i know that 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 that's is it's, it's a wonderful looking plant now judy oh, i have to tell you I'm that sorry uh, we had to share the others but the problem is we didn't know how big things were going to be and they yeah. were up to the rooftop so <laughs> I, I know <laughs> the best thing but I do know you probably already have a person that has uh, uh, given the, the information about the cricket bats, but I do have that information. Go for I'd, it. I'd love for you to go for it. Are you willing to do, do this symposium that you'd want a ticket for it? Uh, so it's an, it goes what time from 8.30 oh, through the day? Yeah, I've got it here. It is from, it's on the 4th. That's a Friday, by the way. Uh, right. I, I know you're probably retired and you, you're not doing anything around the house. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> March the 4th, it starts at 8.30. You don't have to be there at 8.30. I mean, it's, you're going to do this at your house. Right, right. Yeah. So that's fine. So yeah. it's all on and, and once I give out the ticket, then I'll present the ticket to actually Paniotti, which we'll be hearing from here in a couple minutes. And then he'll do all the magic after that and tell you what to do and how to do it. Okay, dope. Yeah. Well, it's from what I saw, and this is just Wikipedia, and I don't always trust them, but it's Salix Alba. Variation uh, Cerulea. Bingo. And, by, and the common name for that is? It's, they just said white willow. Yeah, willow. Yeah, it's a willow. And I didn't know they would make bats out of willow wood. I know. Uh, and they yeah. did say that they make regular baseball bats out of maple, but yeah, yeah they yeah. said willow was the preferred. Exactly. Do well, they have could, to be flexible? Is that why they use I, willow? I don't know. I mean, it's a short thing. So how flexible could it be? Well, yeah. Uh, they they make great paddles. <laughs> right. And I know that they make wheels for uh, roller skating out of Circa Carpus Letifolius. Oh, I did not know that. That's a, that's a very hard wood. Yeah. And bows. And, in fact, there's a bunch of them up in that, oh, they keep talking about it, the Medicine Bow range. Yeah. That's where I believe there's... Uh, Letifolius, I'm talking straight, but I'm not sure. So you might look that up, Jim, because I'm not Well, if that is indeed the case, I would be careful about your tree in your front yard. Yours is a tree, by the way. Most people sell them as bushes. Yours is a tree, a true tree. Right. Well, it started really as a shrub, but he trained them, but maybe it was he kind of picked one that was an indicator of that and just kept kind of... You know, cutting off other now, things. they do get that big out in the wild. I've seen them that big in the wild, <laughs> as big as yours. Yeah. Uh, but yours is like 20, 25 feet tall. I know. It's just... <clears throat> and, you know, it's it was beautiful. in that early 80s when it was such a wet period. Yeah. And I think that made a big difference, Jim, but I don't know. And so, anyway, but... Yeah, I happened to hear this, and I thought, 
who's got this huge manzanita <laughs> listening to your show this morning? So it's yours. I, I put it on. I don't know if you're on Facebook, but I put a I picture of it on Facebook. I did. I was real excited. And oh, good. Jody's standing there, so thanks. That's, that's super. Um, and and, and Panioti was with me, and he put a picture of your Sternbergia, which is a, a bulb plant, a white flowering bulb, also on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that as well. So, so the whole I world knows what you you're... all, but thank you. And that's oh, yeah. So the whole world now knows, literally the whole world knows what your front yard looks like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry it wasn't in great shape. But at any rate, we've sure enjoyed those. So. Well, great. I, I'm glad you called in, and I'm going to get uh, Sean here, if he'll pay attention to me, get your name and phone number and email. If email we could. address, yeah. yes. Sure. Oh, Coyote probably has all that already anyway. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, so yeah. I thank you so very much. So uh, thank you for it, and I'm glad you continued all these years. Well, great. Hey, can you tell me about the, the junipers around your house? Do you know what they are, perchance? Uh, what are the junipers mostly around our house? I'm talking to Jim. What are the junipers that we have? Most of them? Along the driveway, for instance. They're Utah <coughs> junipers. He got one that looks that we have tied up because it's so uh, weak and yeah. prone to blow over. We've had that happen in our neighborhood a lot. Um, and that one came up. And we have some one seed junipers. But they took off in the 80s when there was so much moisture. Yeah, yeah. And you have a bunch in the backyard, which we didn't go into. Yeah. Uh, and I assume that they're different junipers. Yeah, yes. Well, they're... Similar, I think, and there's I'm not sure. I can always, you're always welcome to come out. And well, look yeah, again. well, I'm sure we'll be out again, and at which time then, then maybe Fred can walk around and tell us what they all are. Yeah, yeah, because I think that would be great. Yeah, great. And and one last question, you, since sure. Fred is there, does, are the are the junipers still up on Green Mountain that, that he planted? We don't know. Okay, he hasn't <laughs> been able to go up there for years. Yeah. So and we've often wondered if they survived. Okay, that's the last question. Anything else we can do for you today? No, just keep doing your show. It's uh, great, and uh, thank you so much for your visit. And uh, Well, thank you for calling in. Oh, you're sure welcome. You take care and All have right, a good day. You and too. Say hello to and, and hang on the phone here, and Sean oh, will, will be right with you. Thanks. All right, Bye. thanks, Judy. Bye-bye. Uh, Judy is one of the friends I've known for now over 40 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Judy and her husband, Fred, and uh, both into native plants. So, All right. And, and Sean, would you take uh, Judy's information? All right. Very good. Uh, so there you go. Cricket bats are made out of willow wood. Now, you said the sub, she said the subspecies was cerulea, cerulea yeah. which to me means blue. Yeah. I, and it's a white willow? <laughs> I know. <laughs> go figure. Is the wood blue? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it turns blue <laughs> after you hit it with a cricket ball. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. And uh, Judy is the now the name of a, and I, I may have one. You know what? We both, uh, Keith and I have. Yeah, a, we both have one. Uh, a, a cutting grown manzanita from the plant that we were just talking about in the front yard. And uh, we're thinking that many of those will be available at the Rock Garden sale in April. We don't have any more information than that. But we will provide more information once we have it. We will. 
and maybe Paniotti can tell us because I think he's on the line. We'll be able to get on there in just a minute and once Sean is done doing his thing yeah, with chatting Judy there. with whatever. But yeah, yeah, I planted I planted that Judy manzanita on mm-hmm. uh, on my west side <coughs> under a linden tree. Oh, okay. And it looks great. Yeah. And there's a companion which I don't think got propagated called Fred. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Judy and Fred are husband and wife. <laughs> okay. So there. <clears throat> and these were plants that were uh, originated in uh, on the West Slope, just south of Grand Junction. Lots of manzanitas out there, aren't oh, there? Oh, God. You go up there and you just, you want to die. <laughs> I just. Well, I hope not. Really? And you have to beat your way through them if you want to go up into them. Really? And And everything there is from ground covers to plants five and six feet tall. Everything in between. Lots of hybrids. Hybrids up there. Uh, flowers from pure white to red. All, you know, all the reds and pinks in between. Fruits from just ordinary green to red. Mm. Yeah. So more selections need to be made up there. I guess. And I know where they are. Of course, now these days, you have to jump through hoops to get permission to take cuttings. But that can be done. Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, Sean is still busy taking information from... uh, All right, let's get out to line four and uh, talk to Paniotti. Oh, there he is. All right, good morning, Paniotti. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Uh, Good. Got cold? (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Are we all? Are we ready for spring or what? Oh, boy. I I am. When we see spring, Keith Keith has spring in his front yard, and we saw that Judy had spring in her front yard with a Sternbergia blooming. What do you have blooming in your yard, Paniotti? I have one, one little clump of crocus. And a few little miserable snowdrops, but I my my Adonis actually came out last weekend just in time for the sub zero. So yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm dreading to go out and seeing it, but I I have quite a bit of it, so I'm sure some of it'll come through all right. And any irises up yet? Up yet? No, no irises yet. Okay. Yeah, this is a very late year. Usually my Adonis blooms in in January, so I, we're a month behind in my yard. Yeah, the crocus are about two weeks behind in my yard. Yeah, yeah. It's a very late spring. I think when it comes, it's going to come all at once, and it'll be pretty spectacular. I I hope so. <laughs> I've been <Yeah>. waiting. <laughs> now, you called up today yeah. to talk about this tree symposium coming up? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a week from yesterday, but there's still plenty of room, so uh, it's online, and you can find out about it by just uh, putting in Google uh, Tree Diversity uh, Denver 2020, well, whatever year we are. Uh, and you'll see the. It'll take you right to it, or you can get through it through our uh, web pages through the education, adult education. It pops right up. Uh, it's uh, the eighth annual one. Can you believe it, gentlemen? I think you've been coming to all of them. So uh, uh, yeah, all, uh, all the real ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've had fantastic ones. Uh, what's so special about it? You know, everybody has webinars nowadays, so you get all sorts of people talking about things that they don't know a lot about. But we have. Uh, we have had some of the most, well, the, the leading authorities in the field from across the country. We've had, you know, the director of the National Arboretum. This year, we're going to have the, the keeper of the Sergeant Arboretum of Harvard University, the greatest arboretum in America, the, the, the head guy, um, 
Michael Dosman is going to be talking about his uh, plant collecting expeditions. And uh, the Arnold Arboretum is celebrating its 150th anniversary this year. Uh, it was started by um, um, by Sargent uh, way back in the middle of the, the you know, well, at the beginning of the uh, 19th century. So it's very cool that we have uh, that. And it's also the 150th anniversary of the Arbor Day Foundation. Uh, we don't have anybody from that foundation, unfortunately, because we only realized it too late in the day. But uh, Arbor Day Foundation started in Nebraska 150 years ago to to try and make up for the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of trees have been cut down all over the, the world. And it's a severe problem, as everybody probably knows, deforestation um, is a threat really to uh, uh, many things and, and probably a contributor to climate uh, change. And uh, our one of our lead speakers is uh, the head of the Arboretum at the University of Denver and a scientific researcher, Patrick Martin. And he's going to be talking about uh, how climate uh, change is probably accelerating the diseases in uh, especially our wild trees. And he's been doing research on that, and he's going to have some real scientific data on it. So there's a lot of information that people talk about things, and uh, they just sort of pass along what they hear. Uh, well, if you listen to this, you can pass along the real the real goop from the, the real people. Goop. You know what, what's what? Yeah, the dope. <laughs> The dope, yeah. There you go. That's the proper term. Yeah, that's yeah. A, well, you know, English is my second language, so <laughs> sometimes it's mine too. Now, sometimes I wonder I'm on, uh, about anybody on Facebook, English being their second language. I don't even know how to spell. I know, I know. Oh well, thank you very much for that. I'm just trying to think of something else we need to um, uh, let people know about. Uh, they can get well, more information from the Denver Botanic Gardens website. That's just www. Yes. I put DBG down there, and look at the education column and, and the drop down. Uh, it'll it's, it'll be the first thing on the adult okay. education. I, I also wanted to, 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 to say that we'll be talking more about it hopefully with you over the next month and a half. The plant sale that you talked about is the rock garden and cactus sale. Okay, uh, and it will be on. Uh, uh, April 23rd and 4th, that weekend, at, towards the end of April. And uh, we're going to have, we think, about 30 vendors uh, coming, selling cacti and uh, native plants and perennials and a lot of xeric uh, plants and alpines uh, from all over the uh, country they are coming. And we're going to have, uh, uh, we think, about 20 different kinds of hardy manzanitas Oh, so a Lord. lot of new varieties are going to come. Yeah, we're expecting a big variety of manzanitas and also uh, about um, uh, 50 to 100 different kinds of dwarf conifers. Holy so it's cow. It's going to be in Lollapalooza, yeah. It's going to be at the Jefferson County um, uh, of Fairgrounds. And uh, if you're um, a member of those clubs, you get in free. Otherwise, there is a $5 charge. But uh, at many garden centers around Denver, you'll be seeing these little pink slips. Uh, that will give you a three dollars off uh, plant, and you can if you take if you get those, so you get a bit of a, a discount if you buy some plants. So it, it makes up for that. But uh, uh, last time we did a big sale like this um, was in um, Aurora. It was just before COVID, and uh, uh, the event center was overwhelmed. We had to move away from the botanic gardens because the botanic gardens just couldn't handle the crowds. Yes. But now we have a venue that has tons of parking, 
and we're set up, and I think we're talking about having 15 uh, registers. Yes. So I think people will go through real quickly. So we're working very hard on making this uh, uh, an extremely uh, an event that you won't want to miss. Now, the native plant, the native plant people won't be involved in this? Um, no, the Native Plant Society is not involved, but we will have their vendor, uh, uh, High Plains uh, Environmental Center, is bringing plants okay. uh, to the sale. So we will have a lot of native plants, and uh, uh, it's it's going to be it's the beginning of what we hope will become a, a, the Plant of Palooza. This will be the big uh, sale where all the specialty societies. Uh, so um, this will be the first year where we have this combo. So. Uh, I also wanted to to tell you something about Manzanita. Uh, not Manzanita. Yeah, I, I listened to your se- segment about Mahonias, and I love Mahonias too. Uh, the native ones, uh, you could occasionally, I pretty regularly find them at uh, Harlequin's Gardens in Boulder, mm-hmm. and also if you go down to New Mexico, uh, there's a nursery called uh, Agua Fria Nursery. Yes, they almost always have them too. And uh, right, and David Salmon has a nursery. Uh, that he has a sales on weekends in the springtime. So there are some commercial sources, but, you know, uh, just for your, your listeners, they are the most beautiful evergreen uh, uh, plants, especially if you uh, don't mind the, the prickles. Uh, but um, uh, at any rate, I have three or four different kinds, but I don't have that beautiful Fremontii that you have, Jim, so I'm quite jealous of well, you. Well, do you have Swayzei? No, I don't have that either, yeah. but uh, I have a drone, and it's armed. <laughs> so you better watch out okay, okay. who can play this game yeah well i have my drone up there too and we'll have, we'll have aerial dog fights okay yeah. all right well i, I appreciate that Paniotti. you gave us lots of great information here great I, it's I, always I, fun i love you guys it's so much fun listening to you okay thanks again Paniotti. thank you great, great. thank all you right. bye-bye yeah, I writ all that information down. We're going to take a little short break here and because uh, we have to. So we're going to go away and come right back here on Legends A10. Spring is right around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited to get our gardens growing. If you're in need of seed, Botanical Interests has you covered this season. Their carefully chosen varieties are third-party tested to ensure successful germination rates, so you can be confident that you're getting high-quality seed every time. Not only are their seeds non-GMO project verified, but they also set you up for success by providing detailed sowing instructions and organic gardening advice inside each seed packet. With over 600 gardener-approved varieties to choose from, including tried-and-true heirlooms, organic seeds, native varieties, and easy-to-grow essentials, there's sure to be something for everyone. Find Botanical Interests high-quality seeds at thousands of independent garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. As a gardener, you already know that Happy Healthy Roots translates to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix, the choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers. A long-lasting, all-purpose performer, Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive, including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant, vigorous plants. 
perfect for all your indoor plants as well as rooting, cuttings, and starting seeds. When you want to know which products work best, find out what the experts use. Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. Your plants will love you for it. Ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center, including Jared's Nursery, Wilmore Nursery, Nick's Garden Center, Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. Did you fight a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Stop those weed seeds from ever coming up with Fertilome for All Seasons, one of the longest-lasting weed preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass, spurge, purslane, and other weeds for up to six months. So apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow-release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Garden Center in Centennial, and Wilmore Nursery in Littleton. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. And we are back. We're taking your phone calls at 303-477-2473. Let's get out to talk to Scott. He's yes. been waiting for a while. Good morning, Scott. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I, I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate the call. Sure. Uh, I have a uh, couple of questions regarding I'm trying to repot some, you know, some house plants and, um, Went to grab the bag of potting soil. I had it stored in a closet out of the weather, you know, in 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 the original bag, plastic bag of Miracle Grow, and it was solid as a rock, frozen. You know, I started thinking maybe because uh, it's probably several years old, uh, maybe it's no good. I don't I don't know how I would be able to tell if you know picking up moisture just from sitting freeze-thaw cycle out there? Is that oh, no, how you're that fine. happened? Or it's fine. It you can go ahead good? and use it. Yeah, just thaw it out. I recommend, <clears throat> pardon me, I'd recommend that you put as much as you're going to use into a bucket and add some water, uh-huh. a little bit of water uh-huh. to it, and then just use your hands like you're mixing pie dough and you know work the water into the soil because more than likely it's really, really dry, and it's not going to accept water very well. Oh, okay. So you'll have to pre-moisten okay. the soil before you use it. Okay. Even though it seemed like it had soil or, or I mean, moisture in it already, huh? Even though it, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll be able to tell once it thaws. If, if you can feel moisture, if it, if, you know, take a handful of it, squeeze it into a ball like you're making a snowball. And, oh, gotcha. and if it, yeah. if, it okay. if it falls apart without you even touching it, then it's too dry and you'll need to add some moisture. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, the next question is, is well, maybe these plants are not worth repotting, but they're uh, store plants, uh, you know, that um, seem like they got too kind of old or tall, you know, and sort of like the roots, I can kind of see it, you know, breaking out of the soil uh-huh. uh, at the bottom. And, um but one of them is a uh, for, uh, palm, they're calling it. A uh, Let's see, the tag said parlor palm. Okay. Um, that's the one I'm sort of worried about because it doesn't look so healthy. <clears throat> um, 
are those repotable or? Oh yeah, um, okay. yeah, they're, they're okay. repotable. They're one of the more tolerant palm trees. Um, most palms like a fair amount of humidity, and and that one is one that adapts to being in the in the house fairly well. Uh, but it's going to require bright indirect light. No direct sun is needed, and it doesn't okay. like to ever get bone dry. Oh, okay. They do have a fairly small root system, so be careful not to overpot it. How tall is this thing? Uh, it's about, I would say, 16 inches tall. Okay, so a, probably a 6 or 8 inch pot would be plenty big enough for it. Okay. And, and Do you and know... Potting oh, soil sorry, does wear out after a while once you've potted a plant up. I, I recommend on, on all your house plants every three or four years, it's a good idea to, to repot them. It would give them some fresh soil. Okay. That would give them more, um, more get up and, and grow, huh? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I appreciate that because uh, they, uh, the other one is a, uh, let's see, it's called a ZZ plant, and it's uh-huh. so tall, it's it's like, pulling the pot over, you know, because it got so tall. And uh, so that one, uh, you know, um, started, I took your, one of your recommendations. I heard you talking a few weeks ago about liking to dry them out. So I started drying that one out and it one started growing like crazy. So I think I was overwatering that one. It could be, yeah. um, and everything so i'm sort of learning as i go here so it's really helping uh, listening to you and uh getting some pointers on this stuff it uh these plants are not um you know looking so good now i guess is what's making me think it needs to be time to to repot them and yeah are, um, you, are you fertilizing uh i do use a liquid um i guess it is miracle growth too the, the okay um, I mix, sure. it, mix it in with my water, and right. uh, um, should I be doing that every single time, or, or skip uh, every other or something like that? Oh, if you can fertilize them a couple times a week, those or a couple times a month, I mean, those uh, those plants okay. are not heavy feeders, so you can you'll be fine with that. Okay, you know, with the pots themselves, I've had trouble finding those plastic pots. Those are probably the best to use, right? Those. Uh, Kind of like dispose the ones that similar to what they come in, and then try to go bigger each time I repot, right, or something like that. Yeah, you can do that, or you can put them in a decorative pot. Just whatever you use, make sure it has drainage holes at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, I uh, um, think I'll take a trip over there. I'm pretty close to that. Uh, um, I guess it's Jared's, right? And yeah, uh, over on the west side. They probably sell pots over there. I'm oh, hoping, definitely. Right? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I might try that out. And uh, if your ZZ plant pots. is getting a little top heavy, uh, typically plastic pots aren't very heavy to give you some ballast. So you might want to look at maybe going with a clay or ceramic pot for that to give a heavier pot so that it stands upright better. Okay. As as it takes all the new sprouts that come out, the older ones that are the the tall ones, um, should I be cutting those back or anything? Nope, or, uh, nope only if okay. they turn brown. Okay, and maybe a stake or something in there because they're kind of falling over. And uh, um, 
but I uh, I'll take your advice and get a bit a stronger pot. I think. Yeah, and, maybe uh, increase the light a little bit. It sounds like it might be stretching. It might be in too low of light, and that's what's making it so tall and floppy. Okay, so uh, increase the light. Um, when they when you say indirect, that's like not directly. Um, I, I would want to sort of set them back from the window a little way. So this is kind of how that works, right, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or if it's a north window where the sun never comes in the window, and then you, you could put it right close to the window. Uh, or oh, if you have, okay. or any other window, you can just, uh, if you have some shears or something like that in the window, that will keep them from getting direct sun. Okay. All right. Sounds good. But that palm is going to need a lot of uh, indirect, more so than the, uh, the Correct. ZZ. Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks so much, and I uh, look forward to uh, to hearing more of your show. Thank you so much for uh, helping me with these plants. You bet, Scott. Thanks for the call this morning. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. What are, uh, this the fair? The, the, the plant sale? Yeah, yeah, what they oh, were just talking okay. about from botanical. In April? Yeah, that's April 23rd and 24th. I don't know what days of the week that is. I'm going to su- suspect that's the weekend. Probably. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, or perhaps Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure. Um, that's when it is. It's going to be at Jeffco Fairgrounds. A $5 entry fee. Uh, you get $3 off if you go to a garden center and get a pink slip. All right, 23rd now. and 24th is a Saturday, Sunday. All right, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know the time yet. We'll have we'll, we'll, there's time yet. I'll, I'll give it later on. Hey, everybody, uh, we have to get out of here. Uh, thank you for listening and participating. As always, keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. And you can listen to us again uh, tomorrow, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on Legends 810.